first preface by saying this, like, I root for all black quarterbacks in the NFL because for so long, black quarterbacks have been marginalized and oppressed and haven't been given the same opportunity as their white counterparts. But, man, do I think RG3 is a clown. I hate him. I'm not a biggest RG3 fan. Um, for those of you that don't know, our man Bob Griffey, Robert Griffin III was recently released by the Ravens for the backup to Lamar for the longest time. And he didn't do a thing. He didn't do one thing for the Ravens, bro. Yeah, hasn't really, hasn't really accomplished much in his career. He had his famous run with the Redskins back in, like, what, 2011, 2010? And I thought and, he was so nice that year, bro. I played with someone mad, and I was unstoppable. Yeah, RG3 was good at one point in his career, but he's 30 years old now. That's no longer the thing. And every opportunity he gets to speak and try to be in the spotlight and seem like he still is important, he tries to take an advantage of it. And I just, I, I, it just rubs me the wrong way. So I'm sitting at work today, and JC sends me a Bleacher Report article. For some reason, they had RG3 breaking down the draft, and RG3 takes the opportunity. I think it was the Vikings, they picked up Kellen Mond. And he just takes it as an opportunity to hate on Kirk Cousins. Now, do I think Kirk Cousins is a is a is a superstar quarterback? Of course not. But who is RG three? Like this man. Bro, the, the the one that got me, the one that got me was him saying that he would be the perfect mentor for Trey Lance in San Francisco. Like, yeah, like, and what? <laughs> what are you about... like? That's Trey Lance. Like, what is anything like? You and Trey Lance have. Very little in common. Like Trey Lance can throw. Like I think, like, come I on, think, bro. I think the relationship between RG three and the Shanahan's is, I guess, some reason. But I mean, they asked him about. They didn't even want to draft him. The Shanahan's didn't want to draft him. I couldn't tell you. And I think didn't they have a falling out when he was in in Washington? They didn't want to draft him in the first place. Uh, uh, Dan Snyder overruled Kyle, uh, Mike Shanahan, the father. And pick RG three, but uh, Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins the whole time. Yeah, I'm not a fan of RG three. So, regardless, he's trying to he's trying to beg Shanahan for a job when he's supposed to be talking about Trey Lance. I'm just not a fan of RG three. I think he's a clown. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm glad he's not a Baltimore Raven anymore. Yep, give that number three to another player. And that's where I'm out of there. <laughs> you think you think RG three will ever get a job again? Who cares? That guy's a suck. You right? Don't touch me, <laughs> Yeah. Let's 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 Shout start the show. <laughs> Marcus Peters drops to the couch. Tannehill throws down the middle and it's intercepted. Marcus Peters. He returns it to the 50 yard line. Heading to the far sideline. Slides down. Inbounds. And with 150 left.
Bay Raven, it don't even matter. Yesterday does not matter. You're looking forward to today. I'm looking forward to being a Raven. What are they getting? Everything out of me. Ravens. Uh, extra point. It's another episode. Episode four. Excited to be here. Um, yes, sir. JC, I got my brother with me. JC, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. It was a good draft weekend lockdown. My birthday was this weekend on Saturday, so like, watched the draft leading up to it. Turned up for my birthday, and like, I'm back to reality now. Back at work on Monday, so and back. Yeah, was... Happy that we talked to the Ravens, man. It's a good weekend indeed. So definitely the Ravens had the draft uh, this past weekend. Lots of new players, lots of new faces. So, JC, looking at the draft and who we added, what are some of your instant reactions? Um, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Ravens pick? Like, before we even get into the later rounds, let's talk about that first round. Like, to get Rashad Bateman, if anybody know me, anybody been talking to me, I've been telling them Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. And me and Dwayne had this debate. All summer since the offseason, like, what are the Ravens going to do first? What are the Ravens' number one needs? And, like, I was like, we need a receiver. We need a receiver. We need a receiver. And, like, we was able to get Rashad Bateman, bro, at 27. That dude's a monster. He had a he had a down year last year, and it still was worth a first-round draft pick. And he had a down year because he had COVID. You know what I'm saying? And then Awey, come on, bro. Awey has the potential. I'm not saying he is this guy, but he has the potential to be a Hall of Fame to Lil Mack type player if we can develop him. How you feel about that one, you know? Yeah, I really I really like our first two selections. So at pick twenty seven, the Ravens select Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, Golden Gopher. Um big time receiver, bigger he plays bigger than his actual size. He's six foot, one hundred and ninety pounds. Really crisp route runner, not the biggest explosive uh type of speed burning guy, but he's so technical with his footwork and his moves that he'll have you looking silly on tape. And I was super excited with the pick for two reasons. One, given the comments before the draft and how the Ravens claim they viewed wide receivers and how they felt insulted by the comments about our need for a receiver and just how the Ravens traditionally have moved in the past with the type of players we select. And Rashad Bateman being that good, I didn't think there was a way that either A, he would fall to us, or B, that the the receivers, the Ravens would even be looking for a receiver in the first round. But lo and behold, uh, Eric DaCosta, they shocked the world, select Rashad Bateman at number 27. And I think our reaction at the draft says it all. We couldn't be more happy. Um, I love that pick. Uh, As far as Awe, Odafe Awe, as he wants to be known. His first name is Odafe. He was going by his middle name, Jason, at Penn State. Uh, he's a beast, man. He has, first of all, he's a dominant run defender. Dominant. He's he's six foot five, uh, 260 pounds, and runs a 4'3", 40. That's, that's unheard of. That's unheard of. And the reason why I love that pick so much is for, is for multiple reasons. Uh, one... The Ravens are never going to be able to land a top-tier pass rusher because the Ravens, for most of my life, have always been picking in the late 20s, 30s, at the worst, early teens. The Ravens don't have many losing seasons. We're the not one Ronnie be... Stanley, yeah, the one Ronnie Stanley. Yeah, Stanley. the one Ronnie Stanley. And that was one time in my life. I think the last time before that we had a top-10 pick, we were picking, what, when we picked Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden? So... Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you. I was too young to even be paying attention to the draft. 
Um, and even the year when we got Ronnie Stanley, Joey Bosa got picked up, you know, number three. So <laughs> the Ravens just have not had good luck with getting the sexy Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Ramsey went five, Zeke. Uh, Joey Bosa went in the top five that year. The Ravens just never seem to be able to land that that superstar pick that everybody wants. And shit, Ronnie Stanley is low key the shit though. No yeah, Ronnie Stanley Ronnie is King. good. Yeah, Ronnie Stanley is good. But you know what I mean? Ronnie Stanley ain't ain't selling tickets. Yeah, you know when what we I mean? when we drafted Ronnie Stanley, I was like, who the fuck? Exactly. Everybody, you know, everybody wanted Larry Tunsil that drive, and then the weed. Yeah, picture came out, so he's like Ronnie. And thank Stanley. God for that picture because <laughs> Ronnie Stanley is way better than Larry Tunsil, in my opinion. Guru, I mean, that's up the, 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 guru, the yeah, guru. man, the guru. Shout out to him, but um, we're never gonna be up there. So you gotta take swings when you have somebody that athletic sitting there at thirty-one. And one thing that our high school coach used to always say: you can't coach speed and you can't coach size. You can teach a guy how to rip. You can teach uh, a guy how to get the – yeah, shout out Lagon, <laughs> Coach Lagon. Um, you can teach a guy how to rush the pass. You can teach a guy how to rip, but you can't teach a guy how to run a 4-3 when you're 260 pounds and six foot five. So I love both of the picks. I think both of those picks are going to be uh, impactful players in the future, and, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. So what was your favorite late-round pick that the Ravens made, like, after the first two picks, so like, what was your so, favorite pick out of all of those? Guys? So if you if you watch the last episode or listen to the last episode, you already know my favorite pick: Talon Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Uh, if I'm looking at, I, I subscribe to the Athletic, um, and is Dane? His name is Dane. Give me one second. His name is Dane Berliger, and he comes out with. Uh, I'm sorry, Dane Brugler. He comes out with a big board in a draft, so that's going to be my big board because I, I subscribe to the Athletic. Shout out to them. Very good resource. Um, Tylen Wallace was ranked as a number 12 receiver on his big board, a top 10. And we were able to get him in the fourth round. And as I said on the last episode, I love his style of play. He's only six foot tall, about 180 pounds, but he plays like he's 6'3". He attacks the ball. He goes up and get it, and he just he just dunks on people. And and that's the type of nastiness I like in a receiver. It's somebody that just wants to go out there and and sun you and 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 tell you that listen, this is my football. I'm gonna go up and get it. So I'm super excited. There's some injury concerns with him. Uh, he had an ACL injury, but if he pans out, that's another impact receiver right there that we got for a super valuable pick. What about you? What's your favorite late round pick? Well, to to go on the Tyron Wallace, I had an NFL comparison with Steve Smith. So if he can pan out to be anything close to Steve Smith and I can see that tough guy over the middle makes all types of catches, might not be the fastest guy, but just a straight baller, that's a great value at the fourth round. My guy is Sean Wade. So we got Sean Wade in the fifth round. And if you follow, like, the mock drafts, the mock, uh, Mel Coppers not too early and things like that, he had Sean Wade being a top 20 pick last year if you look at things. And we got him in the fifth round. So Sean Wade had a bad year at Ohio State as an outside corner. But his his first two years, he played inside and was excellent, was an all-pro, all-Big Ten player. So we got that in the fifth round, man. Like, that's, that's added depth to the locker room. And that's a replenishing talent for when Everett goes or when Tavon Young contracts ends. We can replenish talent. And that's the best thing about the Ravens organization. And I think that's an underrated area of, drought, uh, of drafting is – 
bringing in that extra talent, supporting depth, man. So yeah, that was my favorite pick. And then speaking of depth, you know, when we first picked Sean Wade and we picked um Brandon, the SMU uh corner. Stevens, What's his last Stevens. name? Brandon Stevens, yeah. Uh you know, my initial reaction was like, wow, we're deep at corner. We got so many quarters. But if you think about it, last year we had to go to Tremont Williams uh, at corner. You, me? you know what I mean? So we, we got – We still 30- had to see what Biggie got. We, we had 37-year-old we had guys we was picking up off the street trying to fill in at corner. So, I mean, you can never have too many DBs. And I, I think that Sean Wade at the, in the fifth round – he may be limited to what he can do. He's not the best outside corner, but he can play nickel and a little bit of safety. That's what we need. Um, Tavon Williams hasn't been able to be healthy for a full season for quite some time. So it's time to shit or get off the pot for a lot of people. That's another thing I love about this draft is a lot of players got put on notice. Um, you know, Hollywood, I love him to death. But if he doesn't start producing, you know, who knows if he'll get another contract after his rookie year. Miles Boykin, James Prochet. Who knows if they'll be on the roster this year? So it's a lot of picks with us adding receiver, adding corners. Um, it's a lot of people that, you know, it's next man up. Jalen Ferguson, we we added two edge rushes in this draft. Um, it really showed It really showed that this organization and is not. And we still can add a Justin Houston or something, too. Exactly. This organization is not complacent with where we're at, and, and that's something you love to see. That's, that's how you win football games. Shout out EDC. For sure. So we just went over the our favorite pick. So let me ask you then, what is your least favorite pick? What was a pick that you weren't really feeling? Um, the Stevens kid, I, just because his profile, he played running back, cornerback. Then he played. Now he's trying to play safety with us. So I'm interested to see that guy. I don't know much about him. Um, on on my on some grades, I seen that they kind of gave that pick with a C, but I don't know. So. Really, I don't know. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, know. It's hard to get a least favorite pick because I I really like this draft, but adding to the Brandon Stevens pick, at first I had the same reaction. I'm like, who? You know, and anytime we pick somebody out of SMU that's not a receiver, I kind of question it. I mean, uh, there's some legendary the players. I mean, yeah, receivers tried and true. Eric Dickerson went to SMU, but they 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 bought him a gold. Ferrari or something to get him to come there. But um, what I did like when I started looking deeper into the Stevens pick is he originally played running back at UCLA and then switched to corner. If you know anything about football, you know those are two very different positions. And to be able to transfer that and become a starter in a Division One program, that says a lot about your athleticism. Also, his coaches praised him for being one of the smartest players on the team and being able to quickly pres- uh, pick up the defensive concepts and the things that they needed to play corner, transitioning from the offensive side of the ball, that shows me that, okay, maybe this guy will be able to transition to safety in the NFL if the IQ is really there. And I know the Ravens do that homework when it comes to the guys. My only complaint is if this was an under-the-radar pick, did we really have to go get them so high? Could we have gotten them later in the fifth or the sixth? Who knows? But – we turned around and got some other players who I thought should have been gone, like Tylen Wallace and Sean Wade. So it kind of balances out in the end. I feel that. So overall, what would you give the Ravens draft grade? Overall, I got to give this draft an A. I mean, I love it from top to bottom. Ben Cleveland, a big mauler that we can play at left or right guard, played in a gap scheme um, in, in college, similar to what the Ravens run in the NFL. 
We added another rusher in Dalen Hayes, uh, who was a top 20 edge rusher uh, on, on a lot of big boards. And then we get uh, the tight end fullback out of Michigan, you know, with Pat Ricard on the last year of his contract. He's hot a guy. Wayne, oh, hot take, Wayne, oh. Hot take. Pat Ricard's on the last year of his contract. Um, and uh, let me let me I got forget his name. Sorry, it's Ben. Isn't it Ben, ben Mason? Uh, with Pat Ricard being on the last year of his contract, this man Ben Mason, he's a he's a violent player. He played D line in high school. Uh, he didn't catch a lot of balls. He was mainly a blocker. That reminds me a lot of the Patrick Ricard type build. And Patrick Ricard got one extension. He had another Pro Bowl season. He's probably looking to go get paid. I doubt the Ravens want to fork that money over. So I see that as a pick to be Pat Ricard's replacement next year. Um, so, yeah, I love this draft. I give it an A. What do you give it? Give it an A-. minus. Just because I just don't know about the Stevens pick. Um, but everything else, man. Whew. We get Tyron Wallace in the fourth. Sean Wade in the fifth. Rashad Bateman. Oh, my God. We was banging on the table for a receiver. And we get Rashad Bateman. Telling you. Yeah, I love the Bateman pick. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Greg Roman, Lamar Jackson. Let's go, Greg. You got to be in the kitchen. You got to be in the kitchen, Greg. Come on, man. Okay, you don't have no more excuses, Greg. Open up that offense, man, and get my quarterback. You got my quarterback. You help my quarterback. Got to take the next step, though. Let's go. Got to get accurate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're on the same page. Another interesting fact, uh, the Ravens had a 150% rate of return on this draft based off of, Ooh. yeah, based off of value. I know that sounds like a big number, but when it comes to the draft, the lowest rate of return that most teams get is 100%. So 150 is really top 15 or so. Um, the way they ca- uh, the way they calculate it is they look at the value that you got in each round and the rate of replacement that a free agent or a low tier, you know, uh, college free agent pickup replacement, how many games a replacement would give you is similar to a metric that they use in baseball as well. And based on that calculation of the value with the rate of replacement. They, get, they see that the rate of return for this Ravens draft was 150%, which is pretty good, I mean, in my opinion. Pretty definitely, good value. Definitely, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the numbers show that this was a good draft. And just the paper and eye test, I like it a lot. But outside of the Ravens, because, you know, we watched the whole draft, um, at least followed every pick. What other teams did you also like, GC, in this draft? Sad to say it, but Cleveland Browns, wow, bro. Wow, they get Greg Newsom in the first round, JOK in the second round. Whew. They just yeah. totally reworked that whole defense. And JOK is a special type player. He can run. I just sent you a report on check your IG DM, but it said that he had a heart issue that Adam Schaffner came up with, said that would cause him to slip a little bit. But still, you get JOK second. They needed a linebacker. That's what they were weak at. So I feel like Cleveland had an excellent draft. Shout out to Andrew Barry. He's doing his thing. Yeah, if uh, and it's a, a guy from Maryland too. So big shout out, Bella, Bella in Maryland, Andrew Barry. That guy. Yes, shout sir. Um, but I like the Browns. Uh, they had a good draft, but 
I also, you know, I told you this. My favorite draft was the Miami Dolphins. They got my boy Jalen Waddle, who was my favorite receiver in the draft. I talked about him a lot last episode. They took a chance on Jalen Phillips, who uh, a lot of people had as the best edge rusher in the class. Only I think concern, he was. I think he was. Yeah, I would agree. Only concern was his health, of course. And then they also picked up Javon Holland, free safety from Oregon. Another great pick, in my opinion, Leon Eckenberg, offensive tackle from Notre Dame, who some people wanted for the Ravens. And then Hunter Long, tight end out of Boston, Boston College, who we watched film on together. And let me tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, that guy's a beast. He can play football. Uh, he can catch. He can make all types of catches, great hands. He's got some sauce, some shiftiness. Um, I, I like this because the players they got were good. And also, out of all the teams that drafted, uh, these are the most players in one draft that I actually see, saw film on and were familiar with. So I'm a big fan of this Dolphins draft, for sure. So, yeah, that's the draft, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, JC, anything you got to say before we go ahead and close it on out? Fuck RG3. We out of here. Hey, man, I feel it. Go Ravens, and uh, we'll, Ravens. Catch y'all, we'll catch y'all next time. Thanks, McSorley. Shout out to him. Oh, and shout out ETH.